And he sends it back for Keary, who's going to kick over the top, and Manu is unmarked, and the ball bounces perfectly! Electric footy from the Roosters! Our mighty Roosters drove up the M4 Friday night with hope in our hearts, and we needed to trust in ourselves. Well, the Panthers, they had different ideas. Their halves, they were looking for origin selection, and their forwards, well, let's just say they were dominant. It was a bad week at the office for Roosters fans. It was a bad week at the office from ball boy to boardroom. Not the result we wanted, 44 unanswered points. Well, boys, it's back to the drawing board. Silky, not a great weekend to be a Rooster, but all is not lost. We live to fight this week, and it's only May. You do not win competitions in the first third of the year. So to talk on Roosters Radio this week, firstly, welcome fans and welcome Silky. What did you see? Well, Bush, to be fair, Friday night absolutely sucked. I thought we were competitive for probably about the first 10 to 15 minutes. Um, But then Panthers, well, they just put a clinic on. I love the way that particularly the halves just kept changing the direction of the play, you know, turning the ball inside. And, And look, the perfect example was the first try where um, Cleary just ran to the line, threw the inside ball to James Fisher-Harris, then Harris um, passed it uh, on his left there. After that, well, I, I, I can't recall us having an attacking play, to be honest, in the first half. Completely dominant, not many superlatives to, to wrap our players with. Maybe good to see Billy Smith go through again unscathed, but um, all in all, mate, not much to report on. Uh, and, and looking forward to this week's show, because we're going to go straight to the top. We want answers. I know the fans want answers. So we thought we'd invite our head coach, Trent Robinson, on the show. And uh, we're going to fire a few questions at him. Absolutely, Silky. And I think that's uh, the only man that come on Roosters Radio this week, uh, you know, really will do justice to the last couple of weeks to have a good chat to Robbo about what the plan is going forward, you know, what his thoughts are. He's always accessible. And i tell you what, I'm really looking forward to having a good chat to Robbo. And we'll be back with Robbo right after this break. G'day fans, it's Billy Smith here. You're listening to Roosters Radio. Well, Roosters fans, you know it. Every year we hear from our leaders. Well, we went straight to the top this week. And joining us on Roosters Radio is our highly regarded esteemed coach, Coach Robinson. Welcome to Roosters Radio, Coach, and thanks so much for spending time with us this week. Bush, Silk, how are we? We're doing well, Robbo. How are you going? I'm good, I'm good. Coach, I'd be remiss if we didn't kick off with what's most important about this week. It's the celebration of our Indigenous history and culture at the club. It's a, it's a great round for the NRL, but really important to everyone in the club, but in particular, our Indigenous players. And, and what does it mean to you um, and, and how has the evolution of this great concept taken place, you know, from your coaching perspective? Yeah, I think it's, uh, I think with a couple of things, the Indigenous round and also the All-Stars game at the start of the year, it's, you know, it's getting to the point where we need to acknowledge and we need to understand the the indigenous role in um, you know obviously the importance in Australia and the acknowledgement that says you know that you know we're we're on their land and we understand that and now we're, we're we've got to forge a uh, what's our future look like hand in hand you know there's still a to a certain extent a lot of combativeness and I think that's where rugby league can play its part on on opening up to what's next. So, um, yeah, it was good. We had a we had a smoking ceremony. We've obviously got the um, – Connor Watson's got his foundation where the kids mm. paint the boots from the school. So um, the, all the kids from a couple of different high schools came down from the Central Coast, handed the boots over, 
Uh, Lloyd Walker, sort of famous rugby union player mm-hmm. and coach, um, did the Welcome to Country on Gadigal Land. So that was uh, that was great. Coach, I know you're really big on culture, and we've got such diverse cultures. You know, we've got the Pacific Islands, we've got you know players uh, with you know Tong and Samoan backgrounds. You only looked at last year's World Cup. You know, we've got even you know Irish uh, you know culture. Luke Keary, the Indigenous of the UK and Ireland, and you know you look at the diversity there. It's so good. How important is it for the players to experience? Um, these different types, you know, for example, the, you know, the Maori culture, when we went to New Zealand, we got a beautiful welcome with a haka, but then they get to now join in the Indigenous culture and see what it's like from the Australian perspective. How galvanising or how bonding is it for the boys? Well, it's just, you have to know your history. You know, we, we, are, we are products of our environment and our genetics and, and we pattern that. You know, and if you if you think that you if you don't know your history, then sometimes you don't know of sort of the roots of where you came from and, and why you are a certain way that you are. And you know, the more we learn about that, the more we we can form our future as well. And so, yeah, just an understanding of our own, but then also the people that walked in the area that we live in, and um, so all of that goes to who we are today. So, an acknowledgement of that, a thanking of that, um, is really important. Robbo, steering our attention to the footy now, I ask this question of you each and every year, and I'm going to kick it off again. The season to date, how would you grade the season thus far? Yeah, grading-wise, yeah, we're sort of sitting around about a C at the moment. I think it, obviously it fluctuates every <laughs> single week, depending on, and we've had our worst week last week, obviously, of the season. It's been interesting because uh, there's some stuff that I've seen that's been better than the last few years. I've openly said that. Um, and then there's been some sort of disappointment, especially last week, just on on sort of where we got to. So I feel like we're still in the middle of trying to find out what we're going to be in 2023. But I've also enjoyed some of the work and some of the, the effort that's gone into this year to find out, to, to try and improve as a team. So a long way to go. You know, we're five and five, 10 games in, 14 to go. Um, there and um, yeah, ready to ready to get attacking sort of Friday, but then also uh, the next uh, couple of months. Coach, on that note, uh, you know we all know last two weeks haven't been the results you would want. The players wouldn't want even the fans, you know, and that's that's the elephant in the room. That's obvious. What we do love is you got to take away positives and you've got to work on you know the critiques or the negatives of what come out of it. What are you most happy with uh, in the last two weeks? There's got to be some things. And what are you most unhappy about? Yeah, I think the, a couple of things. I mean, the return of Billy Smith's been very good for us. So I think that's been a positive. Satili so Tupanua, the two guys that we've missed, and those mm. guys back in mm. uh, have been really good. Uh, and in the disappointment of the way that we've played, I've enjoyed um, the care of the result. Like that's – you can often see guys that dismiss it Mm. Um, but the care of not getting the result or not not playing the way that we wanted to uh, has hurt as much as I've had in my time. So um, that's a real positive. And obviously the the negatives from, from my point of view have been more around, like we've been a movement team. You know, we, we move for each other. You know, everyone has plays that they run. I'm not a huge play guy as much as I am a movement, how guys 
when they run, how do they move next to each other? How do they support when opportunities arrive? Who ends up reacting or intuitively moving towards opportunities? And so those sort of things just haven't been. We've been so tight. It's like uh, felt like we've been working so hard this year that, you know, if you play golf or cricket or tennis, we've been gripping the, the racket tighter and tighter and tighter, trying to get it right, and therefore you don't get as much uh, freedom or intuition or, or, or power of movement. And so we just need to let, the, you know, let the grip go a little bit on it, have control over our game, but we need to let it flow just that little bit more. So I've loved the attitude of the guys, but I think there's, there needs to be more of Roosters' movement in defence, continue to move, support, continue to move in attack, um, and more freedom of movement between guys. Rob, I think it's great when you talk about the you know, the, the pain, I suppose, that the players are feeling right now off the back of a couple of poor performances. But one thing that I've picked up listening to a couple of the leaders, um, in particular the captain, he's talked about effort and a low effort. And I'm just probably I wanted to ask you, what's he actually mean when we're talking about effort in play and effort in defence? Can you just explain that for our listeners? Well, until... Until last week, our effort areas, which people talk about um, 1% as effort areas, all of that, which is kick pressure, kick chases, like I'm talking about everybody, kick pressure, kick chases, a ball on the ground, scrapping a ball, um, forcing an error, taking someone over the touchline, forcing a dropout. Um, and then the big ones for us as well are supports. Do you move for somebody? Somebody's always going to carry the ball, but are you moving in and around them? Um, and that's the stuff that people don't see. Now, mo- kick chase, kick pressures, all of that have been sky high this year, even compared to other years. They weren't last week. They were way down. Um, but the one thing that's been down, which has been a, a trademark of our style, has been our supports. So we've been really focused on running really hard. Um, and guys have been, have been really pushing that, but we haven't moved enough for each other. And so one of the things that has – we've been, on average, the number one supporting team over a decade, uh, and that's – we've gone down to sort of below mid-table, um, and that's rare for us. And so we've that, – that means we've just got to, like, forget about all, like, what play can you do? Let's just move for each other more. Let's, let's get in our gears. Um, I talk about car gears, but – get in first, second and third a little bit more and move for each other when someone's... And then the connection will grow. Then you'll start finding opportunities. Um, so that's the bit that Teddy was talking about that was probably even before the Penrith game. And you used a word there that I've also heard him use quite a lot is connecting. So, I mean, yeah. as a fan, mate, we're sitting there watching and it, it looks clunky at times, right? Is yep. that what he's kind of talking about when you're talking about connecting? Is that... The spine is that players moving where they have to move. Like, what, what's it? What's connecting on the field mean? Well, it means that do I see something about to happen before it happens? You know, is there an intuition between players that they go, actually, I think he's going to go there, and I'm going to follow him there. You know, that's that's what it means. But it's not a light switch. You can't turn it on and off. You know, intuition you need to create each game. It's created through combination playing together for a long time, but it's also created through 
setting up that really early by moving for each other. And most of the time stuff doesn't come off, but if you are moving and there's that invisible cord in between, especially spine players or forwards or edges or whatever it is, when that guy starts to move, he will Im- you'll be invisibly pulled into that space as well. And that, um, uh, yeah, that, that, that cord has been cut for um, a fair bit of this year um, and we're focused on other things and we just need to get back to some of that movement. Robo, is it fair to say then, like, we look at our team on paper, one through 17, and there's, you know, big stars. Is there an instance, I guess, where there's probably some of the lesser-known players waiting for those bigger-named players to make things happen, and that kind of leads to that disconnect in the con- in the connectivity where we're, we're, we're waiting for a Joey Marnie to make a break or we're waiting for Teddy to kind of bust through a tackle or, or a Victor Radley or an Angus on the edge? Well, I don't think it's come from that because I think that comes from more of a... Uh, I'm not going to do the work. The work's been done, but it's been done, I'm going to work really hard. There's been an individual focus, you know, of what I'm going to do. But if you don't combine that into a team effort about, like, I'm going to work for myself, but I'm also going to work with him. So I feel like there's been, as I said, I've talked about the golf club, there's been a really tightening of the grip about, I've got to do my job and my job well, but let's move a sport and talk about what happens there as you put the blinkers on. Right, that's what happens when you do that, and everyone's been in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my job done. Whereas, yeah, just take the blinkers off, work really hard, but also feel and see the guys around you, and let's work together. It's not about plays. It's, it's about, um, yeah, just opening up, freeing up a little bit, and start moving. Coach, um, you know, one of the things I saw in Roosters Radio when we have big matchups with some of the big teams, and you have a coaching matchup. Is I love the way you move the chess pieces around the board and keep us guessing. We've done that a bit here and we just talked about combinations. Um, you know, how have you found the changes we've made and, and those combinations working? Um, obviously, things need time, you know, and, and a lot of people are commenting on it. How have you found personally those changes we've made and what, what can we expect from you moving the pieces around the board in the next few weeks? Obviously, the biggest change that I made is Sammy and, and Joey. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You know, we're two and two during that time. We've scored some points. We haven't been able to, you know, they're, they're, they're all good players. And it's, you know, it, it's, it, you would say it wouldn't have, it hasn't worked in the last couple of weeks. But I don't, I don't think it's a question of Sam or Joey or that. They're all going to play lots of footy for us. So that's one. I think the, I mean, the other combinations aren't, some of them have been injury based or, you know, Nat Butcher was out and then Egan was out with a head knock and, uh, Toops is out, you know, there's there, and Billy Smith comes back as a left sided player. So, you know, that's where the consistency of guys being available that's caused some of the the, the changes there. Um, but yeah, we'd like to think that we're going to get to that over the next couple of weeks, sort of a more consistent combination there. Most guys are fairly healthy um, or really one, like one or two week injuries. So, yeah, and then this week, it's been a lot about us. You know, as a, mm. the stuff I talked to you about is, right here, let's, let's get our footy going. You know, it's not about opposition. Like, there's a lot moving around us. There's a lot moving around the other opposition. But that doesn't – what does it matter? Like, get our footy going. Let's get moving. Let's get – Yeah. Let's get our style going. You know, it doesn't matter what jersey's in front of us. Where we've got to 
we've got to look after ourselves and, and have an understanding of opposition, but let's get excited about our footy. Coach, uh, i got a couple of questions from fans that I, I, I vetted and stuff, and one from the bricklayer says, when, you know, in the press conference, uh, you said you own it. He fancies himself as a bit of a footy judge and, and, and a good one. He says, when you say you own it, surely the coach is not making the tackles. The team's got to own it. And, you know, when you own it, do you own it as a group or is that just you being our leader saying, hey, it's going to come from me and, you know, the team follows suit? I mean, I think we've all got to, to own results and performance. Sure, that there is a shared, but, you know, I feel like it's my job to create the right environment, me first and foremost. And it's not only on me there, but I, I do have choice about the environment we create more than anybody else and the way that we train. And and that's why it's on me. You know, people have been picking and choosing individual guys, but first and foremost, it's on me and it's my job to get players in the right environment so they can be at their best. And that we've been average at that, but it's not through lack of effort or care. Like we're, we're working hard. Training's been high quality yeah. as well. So um, I know when people work hard, um, the change is, is just about to come. So, Robbo, it begs the question. You've been at the helm 10 years plus. Do you still enjoy it as much now and the challenges that present as you did as that young blonde-headed rooster that turned up, uh, you know, in 2013? With a beautiful flat top. <laughs> it was never a flat top. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> it was a sauna. It was a sauna off. <laughs> I, I think, Robbo, in the tunnel, I saw Brian Smith mess it up before one game. <laughs> you were built for TV back then. <laughs> um, like, how can you not enjoy this? Like, this is, you know, the, like, this is footy. Like, this is, this is awesome. You know, if you... If you're worried about your pride getting hurt and all of that, like we're natural that that happens. But like, how good? Like, let's work out a solution. Like, what's this is this is what footy's about, you know? If you could, if we're all robots and you could determine everybody's reaction to everything, what a boring life it is. So, what if you you're on a roller coaster? You're in, you're on the, the the down phase at the moment. Like, let's do something about it. Come on, find a solution. This is the this is the goal. So. Um, enjoy these periods as well, you know, and, and hurt and all of that, but find a solution. This is why we coach. Are you one of those coaches that reads the papers and watches the stuff and tracks the media? Because, I mean, as a, as a fan, you, you, we see it, and the, some of the crap that's kind of peddled out there is just ridiculous, right? But are you, are, are you kind of switched off to that? Is that something you kind of steer away from? It's two things. As a coach, you have to know what's going on because sometimes you, you they affect your players in a way that... Yeah, of course. Um, so you have to know what's being out there, but I have to have people let me know what's out there because I can't rise and fall on everybody's opinion. So therefore, I can't read it, but I need people to let me know if, it's, if someone's been affected by it. And that's good. Like, people can have their opinion. It's as long as if I care about it too much... Um, then it would affect you. But for the most part, you know, I don't care about it. And I like I think I, I like it when people have opinion. If someone's talking about the way that we're playing, good. You know, that's our sport. That's the scrutiny that we're under. So good. If someone starts attacking character of people um, and making assumptions on what people's person is like or the way they're acting and they haven't met them or they're not in the doors, they're the bits that annoy you a bit more. 
perfect segue, Robbo, for us. Um, I got another a long-time listener, alleged uh, former host of Roosters Radio, maybe a bit disgruntled. Talks about your being influenced, he believes, in the Bronny area um, by a young fellow called Cam Clark, an under-10s Pato Colts coach, and thinks that Cam's jockeying so hard to get in your coach's box. He just wants to know that that's not having a uh, negative effect <laughs> to Cameron's, Cameron's love of not only becoming the Trent Robinson of junior football. <laughs> Well, that was he was jockeying to get in the coach's box. Now it's the coach's seat. <laughs> he's, growing in, he's growing in confidence so fast that uh, he needs some some negative reports about him. See him with some blowtorch and, and they're see easy to find. Believe me. Yeah. Well, well, <laughs> Robo, it's it's a perfect segue to you know one of the things I most enjoyed. You know. No um, no secret, your son's play at the club I'm the president of. We're very proud of that, proud of the way that you come down as a father. I don't care about Robbo, the coach. I care about Trent, Noah and Finn's father. I saw you standing there on a Sunday a couple of weeks ago. You must be really proud, young Finn, and let's give Cam a wrap. Cam's doing an amazing job mm. with an under-10s team. They were undefeated last year. He takes his footy seriously. As a Roosters senior coach, you know, Bondi United are doing a great job, some really good results. Cleverly Crocs are producing great yeah. footballers. Victor's the latest of the alumni of Roosters Juniors. You must be proud. We're small, but we are great. You know, we're, we're one. United Colts, Cleverly, wherever you decide to play, you must be proud as the head coach to go, you know what, we're in pretty good hands with some good parents. Young Finn, he's got some footwork like his mother, Sandra. And, uh, <laughs> and, and Noah, if you don't mind, uh, has ball skills of Sandra. I don't know what part you have, but watching them both play, you must be proud to see it. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I mean, we're sort of the oldest rugby league area and, and we're still getting represented by sort of passionate parents and kids playing footy each week. And I, I love the way that our teams are playing, you know, right across the three um, junior leagues, junior league teams. And that's a, it's pretty rare, like, as well to see the rivalry and the unity of different clubs under the Roosters banner. I love how Bondi, Clovelly and Pato interact. There's a rivalry, but there's also a, um, a care for the competition. And, and we, f we know we're small, but the passion for coaching the kids means that their next door neighbours are getting looked after as well. So that's the bit I really, really enjoy. Like that can turn nasty sometimes, but I feel like the, everybody at the top of those clubs put it across that we're under the Roosters banner, we're all in it, and we're going to keep working hard for the kids are the most important, not the egos of a club. Yeah, I think you raised such a good point. It's on this very, um, you know, podcast, Coach. Silky is Bondi United, born and bred. It is the ball boy in the team of the century, as you know. And uh, from Bondi United, you know, being a life member of the Paddock Colts, we have great rivalry. We hate each other for 60 to 80 minutes. But after that, we're the first bloke to hand each other a beer. And I think it's important we take stock of that. We are a Roosters community. We want to see players join the grade and join you from those three clubs. Um, and that's what's really important. We keep maintaining and foster that. Any advice, that, what you've seen at junior league level, any advice to our junior coaches that are week in, week out, doing a great job at training, great job volunteering? It's not an easy task. Any advice from just a coach's perspective, what they could work on or something that might come to mind um, from your perspective? Yeah. Look, I think from what I see, the the passion of the the coaches on the weekends, that's the difference. I've, the kids are in soccer and, and league with the soccer, they get really well skilled coached during the week. Mm -hmm. And then they get 
a non-parent to coach them on the weekend and and they, they just miss that passion that comes out and the, and the love of the kids. The attitude of a rugby league person is spot on and we need to keep driving the skills right across all of our leagues um, Monday to Friday. Robbo, just shifting gears um, to the international game, obviously big news this week. The 2025 Rugby League World Cup, which was meant to be in France, has been mm. been pulled. Very disappointing. I, I know I spoke to a couple of players who were really looking forward to it because, you know, you, you know better than anyone what, what a great country France is. Just your your thoughts on on, um, on that ha- taking place? Yeah, so obviously I was I'm director of Rugby League for the French um, team and, and had my first crack at the World Cup last year and was looking forward to 2025 because... You know, we're a small sport in France and you got your Union World Cup this year, Olympics next year, and we're going to run into league in 25. And it was going to be a really important opening for, you know, just putting rugby league saying, hey, we're here as well and on the map and showing what our how our sport can be played and not to have that. At, it's gutting. It's really gutting for the future of rugby league in France. It's going to stay in small towns that we love, but the expansion of it, it was going to be a, a, a platform. We, we decided that 2025 was going to be a platform for growth uh, on and after that. It was going to be on television. We're starting to get more interesting sponsors, all the things that you need, and we've just missed that. So really disappointing, but um, as the French will do, they'll keep fighting for rugby league, the, um, especially in the south. The French spirit. Yeah, absolutely. We. Coach, uh, staying on the international theme, uh, Mark from Christchurch writes uh, to me about Scott Robinson, your very good friend, the uh, former Cantabrian coach. Uh, he's now got the All Blacks job. Now, obviously, he's very, very famous for his breakdancing. He shares the same last name as you. You have similar coaching philosophies. You picked up a few tips. When are we going to see you get down on the sideline and just pop out a couple of stars and a backspin? <laughs> There was more line dancing and square <laughs> dancing at Camden than there was break dancing. So um, I don't think it, it's as uh, it will be as popular. But yeah, um, Scott, great accolade for Scott achieving that great result. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was. He's you know I think he's won six titles in a row. You know down there, and it, you know there, there was obviously international teams calling, and and he's an All Black and always wanted to be. But um, and then to get that job. Post World Cup is uh, is a dream for him, and, and gets on gets onto the the biggest stage there is for um, for rugby union. So yeah, he's uh, he's certainly well versed in coaching now, and looking forward to getting to that next stage. During the season, you know, you, you obviously have an alumni of coaches, and we talk personally and professionally. Um, that you know you got access to some great minds and fellow coaches, and I suppose in rugby league it's so competitive that a bit like the rivalry we talked in junior league before, you're not going to talk too much to other coaches in the season. But do you reach out to coaches like Scott, Scott Robinson, or do you reach out to an Arsene Wenger, or you know give Pep Guardiola a quick text? Is there is there something that you reach out to to you know discuss an issue? Uh, yeah, we just reach out at different times. Like there's all different coaches that you will talk to at different times. And if there is questions to be asked, there's a lot there and we're really quite open to say this is what I think. You know, the um, yeah, and the, like the, the last couple of weeks, you know, there's I don't feel any need to, but there's also, um, there's always a call away just to go, hey, this is what I'm thinking. So 
it's, that's the beauty of coaches. We're fierce rivals, but we're also um, there's few that I guess live in this world um, and can share the um, the feeling. So um, having that group is key. Now, lastly, Robbo, there is a game of football on Friday night. We're taking on the Dragons down there at Jubilee. Obviously, um, plenty being said. The hook getting the axe this week. They always say, beware of the interim coach. What are you looking for by way of improvement from our side? Obviously, we're expecting to win, but what would make you most happiest, you know, from a, from a football perspective? I think where we talked about before, I want to see us, you know, I want to see us play our footy, but I want to see us high energy. I want to see us move. I want to see a lot of those, you know, higher supports moving for each other. I want to see instinctive play between guys. And I want to see a resilient D. I want to see one that keeps moving and keeps pressuring an opponent. Um, so, yeah, th- there's the way that we want to move together. And then there's also the hardness that we want to play with. We want to keep pushing that. Yeah, well, Coach, we just want to thank you for the access, mate. You know, it's it's great that you come on and give us access on Roosters Radio. You always make yourself available. The fans know it. Uh, you know, we know it. We're right behind you. We, uh, we're true believers and we're true roosters and uh, we know you are. And we're grateful that you uh, come on here and give us your time. I am going to come back to do a bit of research on whether that was a flat top or a sawn off. But I love what you're sporting now, which is that more Ajax, uh, you know, Dutch soccer striker hairstyle, which I think is really important. Stay with it because it looks good. You need some proof on the flat top. I, I expect you to come back with a photo, and if not, and then an apology. I, I will be. It's I will on record. On you heard it here first on Roosters Radio. <laughs> I will apologise on this very program, Robert. When you got no hair, you probably you, it gets confusing because I'm, <laughs> I'm looking for anything I can get. <laughs> Thanks very much for your time, mate. Thanks, Have a great Robo. day, and uh, let's go get them Friday. True Roosters. Thanks, boys. Appreciate it, mate. Well, Roosters fans, there you have it. And uh, Silky, I'm I'm most impressed with. You know, Coach Robinson never shies away from, you know, would you call him under pressure at the moment? I don't think it's under pressure. We've had a couple of bad weeks and, and the fans know it. He knows it. It's the obvious, right? But he always makes himself available. He always mans up, fronts up, stands up. He's always got the challenge ahead of him. You know, in that interview, he interwove, when you ask him the question about the job after being there 10 years, I loved his answer. It's exciting. It's still challenging. And this is just another challenge for him. And I think that we're very fortunate to have a thinker like that because you know what? We're in a situation we want to get out of. We want to get back to playing our style of footy. And he's our leader, and we're looking to him for those answers. Yeah, we want to win every game every week, but we don't want it to be boring. We don't want it to be robotic. We want it to be passionate and exciting. We want to go to the games as Roosters fans, ride the roller coaster, as he says. Yeah, we're going to have losses. Silky, you and I have been around when, geez, Roosters used to get called a, an airline lounge or a transit lounge. Transit lounge, sorry. And, uh, you know, our defense was called turnstiles. We've now got the Bondi wall. So, look. As Roosters fans, you know, as a true Rooster I am, you are, you know, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago with Minnie in Auckland. I think, you know, let's keep the faith. Let's get behind our coach. Let's get behind our boys. It's all about belief. And uh, let's commit ourselves to uh, where we want to take this team. We know where we all want to go. We want to be there in the big dance in October. So as a former ball boy, I'm leaving you the last word. East to win. You're on Roosters Radio, and we'll be back right after this.
Welcome back to Roosters Radio on Bush. Friday night, 6 o'clock, down there at Jubilee Oval. Indigenous round, the Roosters taking on the Dragons. Beware the interim coach. How do you see it? Oh, look, Silky, I'm expecting big things from our uh, from our boys on uh, Friday night with the early game. And I would say to you that, uh, you know, regardless of being Jubilee Oval, it's, it's a bit of a cauldron for the Dragons. They've got plenty of fans on the hill. I think our boys are going to have a one-track focus. I think after listening to Coach Robinson, they put a lot of work in this week. And I think they're going to want to make a really good count of themselves and get the season on the track it needs to be on. We've, we've, we've bumped off off the track that we're on, the trajectory on. As he said, we were 5-5. Five and five. I'm going to say to you, uh, Roosters are going to be dominant, but I think that uh, they uh, you know, put some attack back in play. Roosters 24, Dragons 10. 24-10, I like it. Look, a few subtle changes at this stage by Coach Robinson. Obviously, Egan Butcher and Satili Tupanua are our back rowers. Uh, on paper, that is. <laughs> Who knows if that's going to be at the start, which means, uh, you know, Natty Butcher and Angus Crichton on the bench and, of course, Matt Lodge coming off the bench. So we've got a very strong forward pack. Uh, obviously, a huge loss, of course, is Joey Manu at six. So we see Luke Keary going to his preferred position of number six and seeing Drew Hutchison, who in the past has given Luke very good service uh, at the halfback role. Uh, I'm with you, Bush. I think that boys will turn it round. Uh, I'm not sure what the weather's going to be like there on Friday night. No doubt it's going to be cold if it's going to be like anything else that's happened this week. But I see the Roosters 28, Dragons 12. Yeah, I like it. I like it. And remember, Silky, in Robbo we trust. Well, that's it for this episode of Roosters Radio. We'd like to thank our special guest, Coach Trent Robinson. You've been listening to Roosters Radio. Peace, Peace to, to win. win. No!